This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we're going to continue our conversation about business and COVID-19 and ways to work through that. We're going to be talking this morning with Peter Demas, the owner of Demas Restaurants here in our community and around the Middle Tennessee area, all around. Everybody's familiar with Demas Restaurants. A favorite place to go and have some great food. Peter, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you today? Doing great. Good to have you with us today. Thank you. Uh, This has been uh, a challenge for businesses all around, all around the United States and really all over the world, too. It has been. You know, every, everywhere you turn and you look, you're seeing seeing some impacts of it in, in one form or fashion or another. I mean, I know there have been some businesses out there that have been able to succeed quite well with um, with everything that's happened. You know, but, but for the most part, there's a lot, especially with retail and restaurants and hospitality, hotels. It's been hard. Anybody that relies on tourism or, or people going out um, on, a, on a regular basis, it's been hard on them. Uh, yesterday it was announced that Ruby Tuesdays filed bankruptcy. And they're closing, I think, 180-something stores. Uh, they're closing immediately while they try to reorganize their, their company and change it from there. One thing that I have noticed about Demas, the minute you go into it, you, you feel not only welcome, but you feel safe. The, the people are wearing the masks. They are cleaning the tables, uh, all in their social distancing. It's all very well thought out which gives you a feeling of, of security. I appreciate that. You know, we it, it's not easy for us to do it. I mean, just truthfully. I mean, we would love to yeah, love to be just the way it was a year ago. Uh, it just is not. And, um, you know, but we have followed very closely the, the governor's guidelines and staying with the, the Tennessee Pledge. And, um, you know, and, and sometimes it's difficult to to follow it to the extreme of which they ask, and, and each business has to make decisions. So, I, you know, I go to certain restaurants, and they do certain things that we don't do, and, and then they don't do things that we do do. So uh, it, it's not as simple as, um, you know, we just do it, you know, and, and it's just nice, simple guidelines and checklists. There's a whole lot of gray areas that we're having to make the determination. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is we're still trying to provide people a, a, a good dining experience, places that they can go eat with their family, eat with their friends, have business meetings at, to, to provide all of those items while at the same time, um, again, keep people safe. And, um, you know, it's, there, there's all the opinions out there about, you know, you know, you know, how real it is, how dangerous it is and, and all, and all of that, you know, the, 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 the problem is, is that we really don't know. I mean, on both sides of the coin, we really don't know. So what we have to do is we have to find a way of, of giving people comfort 
while at the same time, you know, again, teaching them how to kind of start moving past this as we start to kind of kind of go. I, I, it's my belief that we're toward the end of this and we might have a little spike. We n- might not, but we know this won't be around forever. And since it's not around forever, we're going to have to start kind of transitioning and training people, including ourselves, on on kind of re- resuming what normal life is and, and not live in a, in a uh, crippled in fear. I, th- I think if we could step back in time and see what was happening uh, when, was it the Spanish flu in 1918? Yes. See how they came out of it. How long did it take them? Because people are people. Uh, and, and it was an unknown then, too. They were wearing masks. They were cleaning. They were doing all of the, all of the things that they knew how to do. We have a lot more technology and science on our side now, though. Yeah, you know, and I don't know how much of that makes it easier for us or not, because the science out there is is still new and contradictory, but we rely so much on it. And so, you know, we're, you know, there's been theories, you know, on, let's just take peanut butter allergy. I was talking to a doctor about this, and he said, you know, you know, used to be you ate peanut butter, and that was, and then all of a sudden you weren't supposed to eat peanut butter as a kid anymore because it could create a peanut allergy. Now they seem to be switching back, saying that you should give your child peanut butter early so it would prevent a peanut allergy. As as science science changes because as new facts present itself, they have to you know, they have to draw different conclusions with it. There's no difference with COVID. You know, back in the with the Spanish flu, you know, they also had a group of people that were against masks that back then too. And, um, you know, thought it was terrible that it happened. We know this, whether or not you, you, you believe in masks or don't believe in masks or whether, you know, or, you know wh- whatever your thought process is, our idea and what we need to be doing is we need to be looking at the future and thinking about, okay, what are we going to be doing once we get out of this? Because if you think about what happened right after the Spanish flu, uh, you know, e- economically, we, we, had some, we had some major setbacks, which eventually led to the Great Depression. And you know, I'm not saying that that caused it, but what I am saying is if we're not preparing ourselves and start thinking about what we're going to do once we get through this, as opposed to what we're going to do right now, I think we're going to have a lot of struggles going forward. So what, uh, tell us, as a business person with Demas Restaurant, are you seeing any changes, any, uh, any, you said you felt like we were toward the end. Are you seeing some signs of the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak? You know, I, the, the, the signs that I'm seeing is just one, it's just time. I mean, we know, we know again, things, things don't last forever. And we know that, uh, you know, I, 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 I trust that there are smarter people than me that's going to come up with a solution to it as they have in the past. But we also know with viruses, viruses mutate, viruses will, will kind of fade out and they might you know, spike back up. You know, we see that every year with the flu. Uh, we don't know exactly, you know, which part of the flu we're going to have. And, you know, we might go get a flu shot. Some people don't get flu shots. You know, there may be, you know, uh, you know, vaccines or not vaccines. But I recognize the fact that if you look throughout history, everything just kind of lasts for a season. We've never had any time where something has lasted forever. And so as a result, since it doesn't last forever, we know there's going to be an end to it. You know, what I'd love to say you know, guess what? I heard that it's going to end in a week. Well, I can't say that, and no one knows that. But we do know there's going to be an end, and we have to prepare ourselves for the end. We're also seeing changes in people's behaviors when they come out. You know, there are still some people who are who are extremely paranoid, but that that paranoia has definitely diminished from when it started. So back in March, we would have people that 
would come up get food and would make us put the food on in the parking lot on the ground and then they would we would leave they would get out of their cars go grab it with gloves get back and they'd put it in the trunk of their car and get out and 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 handle it from that way we don't see any of those type of extremes anymore you know and there was a very frequent thing or, or, or similar nature that people would have so we're seeing the 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 attitude as people have kind of started to adjust to it, you know, my fear is, is that we're going to adjust so much to it that again, that we're going to think this is normal and, and, and not recognize again, this is a season. You know, the Bible tells us that we're in seasons in our life and we always have different times of season. They use, the Bible uses farming analogy most because that was, they were an agricultural society. But we're in a season right now, and we know the next season that's going to come is going to be kind of a season of work. We're in a winter season. When spring season comes, we're going to have to work, and we're going to have to work hard in order to be able to reap the benefits when summer and fall comes. And so so that's the part that I'm seeing now is that we have to start preparing for that next piece because if we're not prepared for that next piece and kind of getting through this, and healing as a nation and healing as a community with each other, I think if we don't start doing that and preparing for ourselves now, and instead of bickering over whether a person's wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, I think once we start doing that, we can start seeing and start healing as a, as a, as a country itself. We have a text here from a listener who's asking, are we able to determine some new ways of better serving our customers through this pandemic? You know, I I, th- I think I, I mean I know we have. Uh, you know, Demas has definitely looked at different ways of, of of serving people. Obviously, we we've created online ordering system. We've uh, you know our catering that we do. We now do individual box catering. You know, so so we we have found ways. Um, that whereas before we would have just said no, we're like, oh, we're going to figure out a way to do it. <laughs> you know, so so I think we have we have kind of learned and have done that to be able to better serve. But I think there's even a greater purpose of of again serving for people by the way we care for them and the way we treat people. You know, and and that's and that that has been the the area that I think that. Uh, we, we really still have to work on is how we talk to people, how we care about people. You know, I see it on the, you know, Facebook and next door apps and where people, the, the, the opinions are so, so angry and so diverse. And just to recognize the fact that we all have different opinions. We all have different thoughts and it's okay to have those different thoughts and different opinions. And we don't have to be angry with a person about it to have a disagreement with them. So you're finding new things at Demas, uh, to, to better serve your customers. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that, again, like I said, I, re- I referenced the online ordering and then the curbside pickup that we have. You know, we, we've, uh, we, uh, f- fortunately, you know, we, we had hired an IT person uh, with us about a year before COVID came, and he came from our point of sale uh, depart- uh, company. And so he was able to kind of manipulate, I don't know if that's the right word, but he was able to, to create the system where we could do the online ordering and do curbside pickup. Uh, fairly quickly I think it's been an amazing situation it was funny because about a how probably about five or six years ago I wanted to do curbside and I said you know we can't you know we can't do it it's just impossible I love the way Outback does curbside I think they do an incredible job with it and and I was like we just the way our building is shaped it's just not possible well, when COVID happened, we figured out a way to do it. <laughs> and so, so we we've now learned how to do curbside, and we've learned how to do it in in, in in this fashion. But I also see with so many other companies out there that have done it. I think Chili's has a great curbside service right now. You know, uh, Chewy's has done an amazing job. So, I mean, we're seeing all the different ways in which people are are are, are being able to take care of and serve one another. 
the other piece that we're we're struggling with is as companies as a whole is is the labor market. There is a there's a shortage of labor, and we're seeing it with landscapers and and uh, we're seeing it with repair people and 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 then just and also the equipment they're getting from the places they're getting it may have a labor shortage, and so there's a backlog of a lot of items. But what we have learned, and I think other companies have too, is learning how to still try to serve customers while doing it with less people that you have. And it's just, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of saving a step or two moving from point A to point B. Why is there a shortage of labor? I mean... Well, there's a lot of theories on this. We were already having a, a, a short labor uh, to begin with, um, but when when COVID came and and they and they passed the uh, the, the you know the, the first round of of, uh, of benefits, uh, you know they 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 set the unemployment rate, the federal unemployment rate, rate at levels that would probably work for New York and California, but they set it, set it nationwide. So it was better for people that that live in areas that have cost of living to not work. And so we've had some of those situations where people were refusing to come back to work because they were making more money to not work. Um, and so that's one of the theories that's out there. There's another theory that pe- some people are still scared to come back to work. You know, to have the unemployment numbers that we have, the percent that we have, but you drive around and see all the now hiring signs out there is indicative that, we got people that need jobs and we got people that want to give them jobs. There's just some connection there. And so whatever the reason happens to be, whether or not, you know, whatever side you happen to believe is, 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 is correct. The end of the day, we still have to address the issue that, you know, there's a lot of places out there that need help. The other part of the problem is, is I think sometimes people have cut back their labor. Some of the companies have cut back their labor in order to save some money because they are they're hurting in other areas and other realms. So this is a time of of identifying your problems and trying to work through them uh, as opposed to cutting labor and and creating more problems. You know, I yeah, we've always been, had the belief that that cutting costs is not the right way of doing it. Um, you know, we 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 look at waste and and um uh, but we don't try to look at costs that we have. So, you know, if if we think we're spending too much on food, we look at ways of which we're wasting food, and it could be that you know it could be our organization is off the, for that day, or uh, we may have ordered too much food for some reason, you know. But we don't look at oh my goodness, we have to cut back a portion size, or we need to get a cheaper product. Um, I mean, sometimes we have no choice. So, like right now, for example, there are 18 items that we're constantly monitoring um, because the manufacturing plants have closed, there's a shortage, or the price has gone up so much. So, for example, uh, a case of gloves uh we used to have a contract price for the case of gloves that was about nine dollars a case the problem is is that case of gloves that same case of gloves today is 274 dollars a case nine dollars to 275 or 274 yes i mean it is and it and we saw it go up it took about two steps to get up there but that's still a significant jump oh it costs it it costs more for us to buy a case of gloves than a case of delmonico's you know, so and Delmonico pricing has gone up through the roof as well. So, so, but we we're watching a lot of that stuff, trying to figure out like how to react and how to respond. You know, you know, twenty twenty when we started twenty twenty, it was so funny. We had you know we had our goals, we had our plans because we we have our goals. We set up in five areas that we have. You know, and and uh, and and just recently we went and kind of analyzed where we were in our goals. Uh, you know, because we knew that it just kind of all went out the window. 
you know, our ministry goals were still on target of hitting. So we're, we're very pleased with, with our ministry goals side of it, but our financial goals just is completely gone, you know, but, but, but we still are looking at it, recognizing the fact that, you know, we still have to strive and keep looking forward. No one ever got on top of Mount Everest by just taking a stroll. You had to have a plan to get up there. And so that's what we're doing on every single thing that we do. We have these conversations of, okay, this is our plan. Now, when the storm comes, what are we going to do to get through the storm? You know, we're in a season now where you can't just look back and kind of moan and, and say, oh, well, look how it used to be. Well, yeah, I would love to be able to do that. And you know what? I really wish it was where it was nine months ago, 10 months ago, but it's not. And so as a result, I have to be very intentional with saying, okay, this is where we are and this is where we need to be moving forward. And, and, and that's our main focus right now. And, and, and on some levels, I think it has really helped us become uh, sharper and, uh, and, and, and again, more intentional in what we do and why we do it. And I think that's really critical as well. Let me ask you this, because I, I think this is something anyone who is involved in management uh, and things of this sort, it's obviously taking more time to run an effective business now than it did nine months to a year ago. You know, you know, I don't know if it's more time or not. You know, I think uh, you know, time, time is relative to how you use it. Um, you know, I, but I do think that, that, again, I think you start focusing on the things that are a lot more important. You know, because again, some of the goals I ha- I, we we had, I kind of chuckle, and I'm like, you know, in reality, is is not very important. So in the restaurant business, you know, it's you serve hot food hot and cold food cold, and you you know, and and you, and you do a great service, and you boil it all down to that, and that's where you base everything off of, and then you get to move forward from that point in time, you know, so. You know, whether or not, you know, our our Instagram page has a certain number of followers or not, you know, although we still want to do that, it's a great way of communicating and it's a great form of advertising that we get to use. That's not as critical to me right now as ensuring that we get the product in that, that that's on that picture of the Instagram page. So so it's I don't know if it's a matter of more time or it's just a matter of more focused on where my time is being spent and how we're looking at it and utilizing that. You know, so again, there's a lot going on right now in, in, in this world and you know, and, and so and, and God just given us this piece to, to steward and that's the part that, that, that we're gonna try to do the best we can. Maybe the answer lies in a word that you used a few minutes ago, which is something you don't hear often in a restaurant or in most businesses, and that word was ministry. Your ministry goals. Uh, how does a ministry goal fit into the restaurant business? So, our, so when I uh, when I found Christ uh, uh, about eight years ago, seven seven years ago, uh, when when I found Christ seven years ago, one of the the, the first things that I said, and and uh, after after a several day battle that I that I had with with God was, I said, I'm turning everything over to you, and that included my business. So it was like, okay, now I said that. Now what does that actually mean? And so. Part of what we do is is we recognize very early on that our business is our ministry. You know, Billy Graham actually said the next revival will occur in the marketplace. You know, but even if you go all the way back into the times of uh, of, of of the Bible, you know, Paul was was preaching in the marketplace in Athens, and that's where you know that's where they heard him and and brought him up um, onto the mountain to uh, for for people to listen to what he had to say. 
but it started in the marketplace. And so so the marketplace is a, a form of ministry that we have, and we do that by serving our employees and serving our customers. And so that's our, that's our biggest piece of where our ministry is. But, but part of what we do is we recognize that as that part of being a ministry that we have to have goals for it the same way we would have financial goals. And so we don't separate it. On Sunday, we take our Bible, put it in the in, in the in the dashboard of my of the car, and then go about our day. You know, the the the, the church is designed to recharge you, not designed for where you go get fulfilled. It's just a matter of charging so that you can actually live out your faith throughout the next week. And so, so having ministry goals kind of keeps us focused and keeps us keeps us front of mind. And for me, it's a pretty simple thing. Jesus tells us that, that it's our job is to share the gospel, not to make converts. It's just to share. If people want to choose not to believe, that's their choice. Or to help make disciples of those that do believe. And so that's part of what we do. And so, for example, one of our goals uh, that this year was uh, when we send out our checks, we, we, I've, I have written out some, uh, some five different things, that or five different uh, uh uh, I guess little tracks that, that go into into the envelopes, you know, that, that that have a different type of gospel message. It might have a headline saying, you know, are you tired of living in anxiety and fear? Or the headline might read, um, there are too many rules to be a Christian. And so just to and, and to kind of kind of let people allow and read it, so that every time anybody opens up an envelope with a check, they have an opportunity to to, to see that. And so one of our goals this year was to to have five of them, which we've already created. Uh, we had. We've created what we call a bike ministry, where we uh, were able to purchase uh, a large number of bikes from Moab, and um, they put it all together for us. And uh, we were able to give bikes to anybody that, that, that was having to walk to and from work. And so we were able to do that. But when we give them the bikes, we don't say, hey, look, this is how nice I am. We say, look, this is what Jesus has asked us to do. And we pray over their bikes, and we give them the bike and, and, to, be able to, um, and to be able to use it and, and, uh, and, and hopefully allow them to uh, be introduced to who Jesus actually is. Here's a, a text from a listener who says, I'm in the clothing business, and we're having a hard time just making payroll these days, much less making uh, gifts of large amounts to other people. What can we do uh, to take advantage of the plan that you're using? Well, you know, one of the things that I don't, I don't look at ministry as a means of giving money. Um, it, it's not the fact that we don't do donations. It's not the fact we do that. We have cut back on our donations during this period of time. Um, uh, partly because uh, we we just don't have the cash. I mean, I would love to to come in and say, look how great everything is, and we're able to do this. Uh, we're having to be very very careful with with all of our money because we literally uh, uh, we we literally have zero cash because we've spent it all on everything else early on, and we're still trying to build that cash back up. So. But but your but your ministry is your ministry goes beyond that. It can be little simple things as you know uh, when you hear a customer come in and talk about a problem that they have, you know that they have a concern of just saying you know hey you know let me pray for you real quick and pray for them immediately, not say hey I'm going to put you on a list and kind of ignore it from there. You know we have uh, each of our restaurants have uh, prayer boards for our employees. You know that doesn't cost anything, and the employees will write their prayers out there. And we do when we do evaluations for our employees, we have a an opportunity. So here's our evaluation, and then we have several questions underneath. And one of the questions is: Is there anything that we can pray for you or contact our chaplain on your behalf? And um, and so anything that's in writing, I receive, and and I uh, and I pray for the employees in that regard. Um, whenever I get those uh, those back in writing. 
But so there's all these different ways of which 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 you can use. But the biggest one for me is is it's prayer. I mean, prayer actually. I mean, if we believe prayer matters, and if we believe the Bible, we know it does work. And since it works, then we need to utilize it and use it. But we also need to show people that the Word of God is true. And we do it by our actions. We don't try to make it all super mystical because we don't try to pretend like turn, you know, making a phone call is super mystical. I don't understand how that works, how my cell phone could connect with your cell phone. I don't understand how any of that works at all. I'm not that, that smart. But... I know that it works. I don't make it super mystical about it. I'm picking up this magical piece of, uh, of, of technology here, and I'm going to hit this button, and this other person. I don't do that. We don't should do, do that with anything with the Word of God either. The Word of God is true, and we just should just treat it as true, and therefore we pray for people whenever we see a need, and those are the type of ways in which we can have ministry on that. Peter Demas is our guest this morning. We're going to check on the traffic and weather, and then we'll be back. And uh, if you have a question or a comment... Love to hear from you. You can talk or text, whichever you prefer, all at 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Stay with us. He's local. Certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Financial Coaching Radio. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. Good morning. Still not too bad as far as wrecks as you travel down I-24 right now headed towards Nashville up through the Hickory Hollow area in that construction zone. Traffic's still looking pretty decent on 840 headed over towards Franklin, Williamson County. Just watch your speed. A lot of radar over on 840 this morning. Celebrate autumn this year at Obergatlinburg during Oktoberfest. Now through November 1st, visit Obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck, your on-time traffic. Mainly sunny today, high 84. Tonight's becoming cloudy, low near 62. On Friday, chance of seeing some rain with a high near 80. Friday night, chance of more rain. A meteorologist, Laura Lockwood, News Radio WGNS. Right now, 54. COVID 19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. Scams steal your money. I'm Shelly Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. Don't give your personal information to people you don't know, even if they say they're the police or anyone. Get with First National Bank of Murfreesboro, 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Now a part of the Capstar Bank family, member FDIC. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. Connie King is our special birthday winner today from Simply Pure Sweets. Happy birthday, Connie. And our good neighbor of the day is Belinda Smitty. The person says she has a sweet thing to say, a loving thought to all of her neighbors. A really caring person, Belinda Smitty. And she gets flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Our phone number if you want to join us this morning, 615-893-1450. Peter Demas is with us and he says... We do see the light at the end of the tunnel for this pandemic. 
and hopefully we'll be coming out of it soon. We'd like to hear from you. 615-893-1450. And I want to remind you that uh, the weather and traffic that you're hearing on WGNS is being brought to you by First Class Sales and Service of Smyrna. They're conveniently located at 307 Hazelwood Drive in Smyrna. And they remind you not to wait on that fall tune-up. In fact, they'll give you 10% off for a fall tune-up now through the month of October. As the temperature cools, make sure that you can rely on your car to warm up and keep you feeling good. Stop by First Class Sales and Service of Smyrna at 307 Hazelwood Drive. Peter Demas is our guest this morning. Uh, Peter, we have another listener who's saying they really love your curbside pickup at Demas. Uh, I do, too. I'll have to vote (laughs) for that, too. That's that's great. I like going in, too, though. I like both of those. Just sort of depends on uh, the schedule. I I do both as well, so. (laughs) (laughs) And I really love the uh, pineapple with chicken salad. I'm hung up on that. (laughs) And and you did a commercial a while back, and I thought, you're describing my wife. Uh, You were talking about the... uh, a group of people who fall in love with the Mexican spaghetti. Yes, yeah. She's one of them. We'll go in for something, and I'll I'll get the uh, pineapple with the chicken salad, and she always gets the spaghetti, the Mexican spaghetti. Uh, (laughs) Again, that's one of my favorites as well. (laughs) 615-893-1450. Uh, a listener's asking, uh, they're they're hearing all of this conversation about doing these things for business. Uh, can't they do it for a family as well, as far as uh, being the, the ministry portion? Yeah, I mean, I think family is part of what, what, what God calls us to do. I don't think that's something that, that that's, they're, they're mutually exclusive. I mean, our, our family does, I'd love to say we do it every Sunday, we don't. Um, but we do it on a on a relatively regular basis. We we have a we have a, a just the the four of us have a of a small Bible study. Um, you know, so we either maybe so one of the things we've done recently is is we've watched the chosen the the chosen app and we we would uh, stream it on TV and we would watch that and we would have conversations and discussions about it, or we may read a book and and one chapter at a time and we have conversations about it is and uh and and just to kind of help our understanding and and do that from there as a family so i i definitely think that's that's critical and important and again you know the prayer prayer works and prayer matters you know we've had you know i have two teenagers that are both involved in sports they're injured um a lot you know and you know we pray over them and and um you know we, we pray for them when they when they get hurt and we and and we we uh, and, and we we talk to them about different things and how what is the Christian approach to different things. They're teenagers. They're knuckleheads. I mean, you know, so they still don't. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be perfect because they're far from it. You know, but I'm far from perfect too. You know, so um, you know, but uh, you know, but but what we're trying to do is 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 establish that from that area. But I think to have different goals, to have that in 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 different ways within your family, I think is absolutely critical. I don't think there's anything. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's absolutely necessary to have that type of uh, that type of thought process because, as I said earlier, no one gets on top of Mount Everest by taking a stroll. If you're wanting to have your family to have a 
to, to have a better better outlook and a, and, a, and a stronger relationship with Christ, I think you need to be able to try to set goals to have that strong relationship and have a plan in order which to do so, so that uh, so, so that you can start seeing those results and seeing that from there. Here's an, another email from a listener, and they're asking that they too have a small business, a very small business, uh, but they say they see the need for what you're describing. Where do you start? I mean, uh, you've talked about the prayer board. You've talked about other things. How did you determine what fit your business needs? So it's 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 been developed over a long period of time. It's not something that it was like I got everything all at once. This it was, didn't come about. No, no, not from at all. March till now. No, I mean one of the things you know, we we did was we we hired a chaplain. There's uh, there's there's two great uh, uh, organizations out there for chaplains. One's called Corporate Chaplains of America. One's called Marketplace Ministries, uh, and. Uh, so we reached out to them. That was one of the the first things that we did, and I and I discovered it having a meeting with Coca Cola, uh, Coca Cola Consolidated, one of the largest bottlers for Coca Cola, um, has uh, an incredible chaplain program. And so when I started researching and trying to understand it, I found you know Corporate Chaplains of America, and that's who we use. Uh, so that was one of the ways we started. I've also joined a group called C Twelve. Uh, C12 is a group of Christian um, uh, 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 business owners and business executives, and we meet once a month, and we, we talk about ministry at work, and we, and we also get to talk with each other and share with each other about our business and what's going on in our, in our lives and, and have an opportunity to have that, that roundtable discussion. And there's another group that I'm, um, I'm also on the, the board with called Living Scent Ministries, and there's one here in Murfreesboro. And um, they, uh, one of the things they do is, is they say they're trying to connect Sunday to Monday. Monday. It was is there, um, and you go and you meet, and you get to listen to different speakers, and and again that that that's about once a month meeting as well, um, and so you can Google Living Scent Ministries, and so some of those is is. is is you get ideas from other people. You know, I'm 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 not smart enough to create my own ideas. I just steal them from everybody else, and so that's part of what we do. And then lastly, and lastly, which is should have, should have said first and most importantly, is every day I spend time reading the Bible, and it is absolutely incredible how many ideas I get from reading the Bible. You know, one of our one of our ministry goals that we plan on doing doing this year is we want to provide food boxes for our, our single mom employees um, and to, to help teach them how to let food uh, uh, use food for the fullest. Um, uh, one time, my my wife and I were we saw someone uh, with, with small children trying to cross Memorial it was snowing. And so uh, we, we gave them a ride and we were at uh, and, and they needed to go to to Walmart and they were buying groceries. And we were seeing the type of food they were buying was very single meal oriented. And instead of buying a lot of like rice and potatoes and, and other foods that can last a lot longer and, and you can take better advantage of at a better price and recognize then that some people just don't know how to make their food last. And so that's part of, that's the last goal that we have. And we got the planning stages of it. We just haven't started to execute it and get it to the last stage of it yet. So, but what we're, um, but, but, but from that, you know, but but I've learned a lot of that stuff, um, and I got that actually from reading Leviticus of all places. One of the the the, the most the, the the one of the worst books, in my opinion, to read in the Bible is Leviticus. But it was something at the end of 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 allowing and um, you know allowing people to glean from uh, from from your leftover from your crops. And I was like, wow, we have an opportunity to be able to do that. Now, how do we take advantage of it? And that's kind of where it started. So when you spend time in the Word, God will be able to reveal to you what you can do in your own business. 
So these are some things that everybody can incorporate into their business or into their family. Absolutely. And there's you know, part of that on that C12 that I was talking about, and that's the, the letter C and the number 12. Um, uh, there, there was a there was a book on um, I think I want to say the title of it was 101 Ministry Ideas and um, but it was something like that and and I and I purchased that book and went through it and some of them I'm like I can never do that um, but but some of it was um, uh, yeah but again and some of it was a it was a was a great idea that didn't work for our business but I was able to steal that idea and again kind of modify it some and use it some other ways. There's some great resources out there. There's another uh, website out there called Theology of Work. Dot, I think it's dot com or dot org. I can't remember which. And uh, but there's some great podcasts. And again, you listen to speakers and you talk to people. You know they they will you know they will reveal to you ways in which you can you can do that. Um, and so you know I have. Um, uh, you know, meetings with friends of mine, and you know that's part of what we discuss. And and it, you know, it can be sometimes we just sit and talk about football, and then the next time, you know, they'll say something. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's an incredible idea. And we spend all the entire time talking about a ministry idea that we'll be able to use and apply going forward. Here's a text from a listener who, again, this is another person in business in the community, and they're saying, how much uh, local involvement from your employees? do you get uh, in in these programs um so i'm not quite sure exactly what 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 that means as far as what our what our employees uh do our employees are involved in it yes the restaurant business is a is a difficult business uh many of our employees that, that come it's either their first or second job or it's people who have made some really bad decisions in their life and and they don't have a choice to, to work other places many which are are very actively involved in it um, uh, we have one employee who was who was saved in jail he started as a prep cook with us and uh, now what he does is he chain, trains our prep cooks but but we his title is an ambassador because what he does is he shares his story with with everybody around and now he's doing bible studies that our employees are able to go to so that's so and they are they are involved in it sometimes you know we might have a small level of involvement sometimes it's large so but 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 a big piece of it is is again it's not the fact of um i don't do this uh you know for our employees per se i'm not sitting there and that's not my end result i'm doing this for jesus and i'm hoping that our employees be able to have that to develop that relationship with him and that they be able to choose him you know, but many of our employees are atheists. Many of our employees are, are are downright antagonistic about it, and and that's okay. You know, I I was very antagonistic toward Christians for for most of my life, and so but but I recognize that 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 again that that's not my job. My job is not to convert them. My job is just to share the gospel and hope that they make the right decision, because I. I so so that's kind of what we have to do and if they're antagonistic that's fine they were antagonistic to jesus so i I shouldn't be surprised at all if they're not going to be if they're going to be antagonistic to me so so some people are really heavily involved in it some people aren't but here's the thing that's so amazing the employees i've had atheist employees that will ask for prayers and I and I kind of want to chuckle, and and, and my yeah, and, and 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 part of me wants to sit there and say, well, who am I praying to? Because you, apparently you don't believe the person I'm praying to, so I don't understand. You know, I, I don't. I say, of course, you know, and, and we'll we'll pray. You know, many of them reach out. They talk to our chaplains. They they so there's all these different things that I see these people who uh, who who are against what we're doing, who uh, take advantage of it. One of the things that shortly after. Shortly after I became a Christian, uh, one of the things that was was interesting was is our, our, our most of our executive team were not at that time, 
And um, but I heard somebody say one time, "Hey, you can't cuss in here. We're a Christian company now." And and yet he was not a Christian himself. And um, so it was interesting to kind of see how people people have responded and reacted to it. Uh, we moved from a a, a year before we we uh, before I got saved. Uh, we did a survey, and, and our employees said we were a toxic work environment. Uh, and then in five years after, in 2017, we were voted as one of the top workplaces in Middle Tennessee by our employees. Uh, and, and, you know, and same thing, we, we, we didn't fill out the paperwork in 2018, but 2019 we did. We were the fifth best workplace uh, for large employers. And in, two, and in 2020, uh, we, we've won the award again. I'm not quite sure where we rank. They haven't had the, 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 the full event yet. Uh, but but we ranked as the uh, as in top workplaces again and in 19 and 17 we were the only restaurant that was that was in that category so i know that our employees are taking advantage of it and they are they are involved in it in different ways but we've also seen employees take advantage of it in other ways so for example we had a lady who started choking on a piece of steak and uh, literally was turning blue and uh, we had a, a server who was a paramedic and um, uh, a part, part-time server and went over there and started performing CPR. And the lady, like the lady was turning blue. And so we had another server that went over and, and, and grabbed hold of her legs and started praying over her. And then we had other employees that went around to the tables and asking the tables in the area to start praying for that lady as well. When the lady left, she was breathing. I don't know what ended up happening to her, you know, short term or long term. I don't know what, what all the, all that, that happened. But, but, but they were able to they were able to to use that. So I think sometimes just giving people permission to to recognize that it's okay. And like I said, it's nothing that's that's super super mystical about it. It's just this is true. And once you know that it's true, you know, then we just behave as if it's true. So their involvement isn't something that is that is that is that is over over the top crazy. It's just that they perform as if the word of God is true. This is so powerful. What you're saying, I mean, uh, to see something like that happen, uh, that has to make a change in in not only your employees, but everybody who sees that. I, I you know, I hope so. You know, I, you know, you know, I, I, I I've learned a, for for a while now that you can't put God in a box. So I don't know exactly how He works, when He works, and the connections He has. And and one of the things as a business person. You know, you want to see your results of your work, you know, but, but that doesn't necessarily work with Christianity. You know, I want to be able to see that what I did had this effect. And sometimes God is so so graceful and faithful that he shows me that result. But sometimes we don't always get to see that end result. And because of that, you know, so we just have to know that, that he's in charge and not me. And he doesn't have to report to me and tell me what happened. So what we just do is we're just obedient in what we do and God will take care of the rest from there. Our phone number, 615-893-1450. We're getting some interesting text questions in here and comments. 615-893-1450. We just have a few minutes left in the show. We're going to pause and check the weather once again. We'll be right back. Peter Demas is our guest this morning. Hi, this is Jim Powell. Thanks for listening to the home of Atlanta Braves baseball, News Radio WGNS. 
If I could talk to the animals. Here at Animal City, we are open for in-store shopping and also happy to offer curbside delivery if that's your preference. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. We are long-term pet lovers and pet keepers too, so we make sure to have our store stocked with all the specialty products your pets need, like a wide selection of premium foods, animal habitats, and toys. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street. Thank you for allowing us to serve you for 30 years. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurant. We're excited to announce that our dining rooms are back up and running. We may not be at full capacity and we may not have all of your favorite menu items or the favorite touches that you're used to having. But at the same time, we are excited to be able to serve you. We have brought our servers back. We have retrained them. Our cooks are excited to put the steaks on plates that you can cut with a real knife as opposed to plasticware from your home. And I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at getsthealthcare.com. Mainly sunny today, high of 84. Tonight's becoming cloudy, low near 62. On Friday, chance of seeing some rain with a high near 80. Friday night, chance of more rain. A meteorologist, Laura Lockwood, News Radio WGNS. Right now, 54. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. The Wake Up Crow, weekday morning, 6 to 7.50. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Welcome back. we got about uh, three minutes left in our broadcast with Peter Demas this morning. And uh, we've got a response again from uh, a listener who had texted us earlier, and they wanted to explain what they were asking. They said, when we ask you about getting the employees involved, we're asking about uh, getting them involved in what areas need improvement, but it sounds like uh, you're you're looking at biblically first. Yeah, we we you know that that's exactly right. That's one of the things that we that when we switched, we changed our purpose statement to our purpose is to glorify God in all we do. So I do look at things like that. As far as getting employees involved in the day to day operations, one of the things that I've done is is I've created an employee council where I meet with. Uh, once a quarter, I meet with one employee for every store. They come meet with me, and they share with me all the problems they have, and they talk, and they get the information from other employees. A lot of times, employees don't want to go straight to the boss, and so they'll go to another employee and then allow that employee to communicate. And so that's the best way that I've found to get involved. And frankly, our employees come up with much better ideas than I ever do. So uh, it's absolutely incredible some of the stuff that we've done from them. So you, you get together and, and try to f- find out from them some of their thoughts yes and sometimes i mean sometimes it's just a terrible idea and you know and 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 i just say flat no sometimes i know it won't work but i'm not going to discourage them and i just say you know i'll think about it and i get them the the information back on on where it is and i just and i'm very transparent with them and i just tell them this is where we are and this is what we you know we we can't afford this and you know we've tried this before and it didn't work here but but again ultimately i'd say like so we meet quarterly and we get probably 15 20 great ideas that we put in 
practice by our staff um, every quarter. In addition to the fact that, that we also have uh, cards that they can write their suggestions in and, and, uh, and, and send that in, so as well as uh, they have the ability to email me. Uh, every employee has access to my email address, and they can also email me anything that they, that they have ideas or thoughts about as well. So do they like to be anonymous? Yeah, you know, they, they do. And, and when it's anonymous, I have a tendency to, um, and, I, and I'll tell them, I, there's not much I can do to research any, if it's a, particular, it's a particular problem. But a lot of times when they make a suggestion, they usually don't make it anonymous. But usually if they have a complaint, it usually is. Um, but but for the most part, you know, we, we uh, and, and, you know, we just, we look at it as, uh, yeah, but again, if, if it's, if they put their name on it, I can contact them and say, you know, for example, we had somebody saying, you know, it's really hot in this area. Well, I don't know what area they're talking about. And, you know, I went and checked all the thermostats. Thermostats seemed fine, and I didn't know what was going on. It was anonymous. And then they kept getting angry and angry with me, saying, why aren't you doing anything about it? I kept getting these anonymous cards. I'm like, because I can't, I don't know who you are to ask you when it is, where it is, <laughs> all of that <laughs> stuff. And come to find out that our, that our timing was off on our thermostats. It was, uh, we never, it was never adjusted for daylight savings, and therefore it was getting hot like right at close. Um, in one particular area, and I had no idea I wasn't going in at that time. You know, we, we were able to find out who the person was. We were, uh, you know, once we got the information, we were able to correct it and right away and, and move from there. So, but yeah, but, but for the most of the time, it's, it's um, most of the time, the, the stuff that we get is, is anonymous if it's a complaint and if it's a suggestion, they usually put their name on it. Peter Demas has been our guest this morning from Demas Restaurant. Peter, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you again for having me on. I thank you for what you're doing in this community. Peter Demas, our guest from Demas Restaurant. Stay with us. Truman comes up right after a look at the news.